0: homicide to check in on every damn murder committed in this city, even though the case was invariably assigned to the precinct answering the call. He found most homicide cops grisly and humorless. His wife, Caroline, was fond of telling him that he himself was not exactly a very comical fellow, but Brown assumed that was merely a case of the prophet going unappreciated in his native land. In fact, he thought he was hilarious at times. As now, for example, when he turned to the police photographer and said, I wonder who did the interior decorating here. The police photographer apparently shared Caroline Brown's opinion. Without cracking a smile, he did his little dance around the two corpses snapping, twisting for another angle, snapping again, shifting now to this side of the dead men, now to the other, while Brown waited for his laugh. I said, Brown said. I heard you, Artie, the photographer said and clicked his camera again. This is certainly not the Taj Mahal, Brown said. Hardly anything is, the photographer answered. What are you so grumpy about? Brown asked. Me? Grumpy? Who's grumpy? (sighs) Nobody, Brown said. He glanced at the corpses again, and then walked to the far side of the room where two windows overlooked the backyard. One of the windows was wide open. Brown checked the latch on it, and saw immediately that it had been forced. Okay, he thought. That's how one of them got in. I wonder which one, and I also wonder why. What did he expect to steal in this dump? Brown leaned over the window sill. There was nothing but an empty milk carton, a crumpled ward of waxed paper, and a flower pot on the fire escape outside. The flower pot had a dead plant in it. Brown looked down into the yard below. A woman was dumping her garbage into one of the cans adjacent to the alley wall. She accidentally dropped the lid of the can, clearly and resoundingly said, Oh, shit, and stooped to retrieve it. Brown turned away from the window. Monahan and Monroe, the detectives from Homicide, were just coming through the doorway. They were dressed almost identically, both wearing blue serge confirmation suits, brown shoes, and gray fedoras. Monroe was wearing a maroon knit tie. Monaghan wore a yellow silk tie. Their shields were pinned to the breast pockets of their suit jackets. Monroe had recently begun growing a mustache, and the sparse collection of hairs over his lip seemed to embarrass him. He kept blowing his nose into his handkerchief, even though he didn't have a cold, as though trying to hide his unsightly brush behind the white cotton square. Monaghan seemed even more embarrassed by the moustache than Monroe did. It seemed to him that after 15 years of working together with a man, the man should not suddenly start growing a moustache one morning without first consulting his partner. Monaghan hated Monroe's moustache, he considered it unesthetic. It embarrassed him. It offended his eye. And because it offended his eye, he constantly stared at it. And the more often he stared at it, the more often Monroe took out his handkerchief and blew his nose, hiding the mustache. Well, well, what have we got here? Monroe said, blowing his nose. Hello, Brown. Hello, Brown, Monaghan said. Now this is what I call a thorough job, Monroe said, pocketing his handkerchief. Whoever went through this place was an expert. A professional, Monaghan said. It almost looks like the police shook it down. I had a fireman, Monaghan said, and looked at his partner's mustache. Monroe took out his handkerchief again. Must have wanted something pretty bad, he said, and blew his nose. What could anybody want in this joint, Monaghan asked. You know what you find in a joint like this? What? Brown asked. Cockroaches, Monaghan said.